Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Last week, a farmer was left traumatised after a vicious dog attack on his sheep. This happened at the weekend on Saturday. It seems that the two that two dogs worked together during the attack. One dog penned in the lambs into a corner and then the other went and killed them. Do dogs have an attack instinct in their DNA or were they just two rogue dogs that were acting out of sorts? We're joined by Susie Walsh, who is a dog behavioural therapist. Welcome to the show, Susie. Oh, thank you for having me. So talk to me about this attack. So the dogs attacked in a pair, seemingly strategically, like it seemed almost planned. Is this, is this normal behaviour? No, that's, uh, dogs don't live in a pack in the wild. So in the wild, they'll go around resources. What they will do, though, is join in on a chase. Um, so if one dog is chasing, the other dog will join in. Generally, one, I wouldn't say it's as strategic as, as described, but one dog will generally do the killing and the other one will join in and lock down. It won't be, a, it won't be like one dog held the other while the other dog, in a strategic manner, killed them. It will be just that one to join in and the chase, generally speaking. Because the way this story is described, it sort of sounds like they, you know, they got together, they planned it, they were like, you go here and I'll go here and I'll come in from this way. But is it... It's not quite like that, no. Do they have a natural killer instinct or did this, is this just sort of like dog play that got out of hand? So dogs will either chase something out of play because they're curious and they want to play with whatever they're chasing and because they are very interested in movement because we've bred dogs that way and we've historically bred dogs to, you know, at the same time we've... On one hand, we've bred dogs to chase uh, small animals or hunting or any of those kind of sporting dogs. And at the same time, we want them as pets. But yet, genetically, for hundreds of years, we've, we've bred them for a specific purpose. So dogs will either chase something out of play and curiosity. And obviously, if it moves, that becomes more fun. Or another dog, on the other hand, the dog will chase it out of prey drive and prey sequence. And either some dogs will know, um, will follow through with, say, killing, like be it a squirrel or a bird or a sheep or something like that. And then some will catch their prey and then I've seen dogs catch squirrels not know what to do and then drop the squirrel you know so it really depends on the breed it depends on the prior experience of the dog it depends on the genetics of the dog it depends on the dog is raised all of that kind of stuff Is it very unusual that they killed multiple sheep? Yeah I was quite shocked at that Um, so it was quite a huge number but saying that it doesn't mean that each an individual sheep was killed physically by the dog quite often that sheep can obviously have heart attacks a lot of them can be driven into the fencing where they might have hit their head or that kind of thing. So it doesn't necessarily mean that every sheep was taken individually and uh, killed individually. It means that, you know, obviously the dogs were potentially responsible for that many deaths. I don't know the ins and outs of that. Um, What shocked me is obviously considering the weather we've been having, like it was, I don't know, minus something, minus three. And that was surprising for me for, for, for a dog, you know, um, in that kind of scenario um, to be, you know, you know, minus 10 would be kind of the limit, very much the limit for many dogs. So I was more surprised at the weather conditions that the dogs were. So we don't know, we don't know the, the breed of these dogs. They're just described as black. But are there specific dog types that are more likely to be violent, to have a sort of a killer instinct? Or are all dogs capable of it if well, given certain conditions? I wouldn't call it a killer instinct. They're just being dogs. Dogs are animals and the responsibility is not... We we have a funny side of relationship with animals where a cat might kill a mouse and we expect that or a cat, if a cat bites you or a horse bites you or a sheep, for want of a better word, we blame ourselves. 
And a lot of time when we dog does it, because we have such a close relationship with dog, we say bad dog. Like our expectations are very high on the dog. And you'd never bring like a cat or another animal uh, to a vet to be put to sleep for biting you, but we would do a dog and we immediately put the blame on the dog. But is that not because we also see dogs like guiding blind people around cities and we see dogs sniffing out cocaine and they're intellectually, you know, far superior than a cat? But it's such a high bar for a dog to fill when at the end of the day they're an animal. They're an animal with an intellectual ability of about a two or three year old child. And they have instincts and they have drives and they have needs and they have desires. And they have all those kind of things. And on one hand, we expect a lot of people get certain breeds of dogs that historically have been hunting dogs or indeed like, you know, certain breeds of dogs have a very high braid drive. And then we expect them to bring them into our homes and for them just to be a pet and to sit around and not want to do X, Y and Z behavior. And the responsibility is not down to blame the dog. In the scenarios when we have, uh, you know, sheep attacks and stuff like that, where is the human? Where is the human in charge of the dogs? Where, where is, we need more control and we need, you know, I don't blame any farmer if a dog comes onto their property and hurts or kills their sheep. It's very, very distressing and it's very, very upsetting. But it, it, there has to be more consequences for the human that's actually responsible for the dog. Why are the dogs roaming around? Why are the dogs loose on, you know, you can absolutely, if you're planning to leave in a countryside or visit the countryside, that's the idyllic word, um, you can absolutely work with your dog to ensure that the best is possible, that they have no interest in herding or chasing sheep. And if your dog does, then your dog needs to be on a lead or in a controlled environment at all times. If you think that your dog might be that way inclined. So there's probably a lot of people who have new dogs or maybe don't know their dogs very well because they're new. Are there behavioural cues in a dog that you can watch out for that will give you an indication that they are capable of something like this? Well, absolutely, because you'll know quite quickly. It's very, very hard to get their attention back when they're fixated on a chasing a, a small animal, you know, that they okay. become really fixated when you're, you know, on the park you know, for a squirrel. And so you need to have a really good recall. You need to have really, really good training with your dog to make sure. And you need to make sure that if you've never visited a rural area with your dog, that you do not let your dog off feed anytime they're around sheep or livestock. You know, there's plenty of dogs that wouldn't dream of. I can tell you with very certainty that there's no way that my dogs would go and disturb sheep because they'd be too afraid. And is that because you've trained them for that or that naturally they It depends on the breed and naturally some dogs would be more fearful of their and they wouldn't, some dogs wouldn't have a desire to take you necessarily to that. You know, different dogs have different desires at different levels and different motivations like all animals. But um, you need to also be assured that doesn't mean that I would go down in a rural and trust that with my dogs. I would keep my dogs on a lead. And I would be sure that when I was near livestock that I did training with them to make sure that I have their attention. And I would never even dream of even knowing that my dogs weren't going to do anything left them off lead because even if they went out of curiosity to have a look, they can be that can be terrifying for livestock. And terrifying. So even though if the dog has no intent of doing any harm. The humans the playful that, dog can be scary for a sheep. So the humans that own the dog uh, are responsible for the dog but that said when things go wrong do you think that dogs should be put down when they behave like this or can you train them after the fact to never do it again? It depends on the scenario and it depends on the damage that's done you know if a dog runs into a field because they go oh there's a sheep and they think it's another dog and they want to have a play is very 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 vastly different from a dog that goes in uh, catches a sheep and um, not so much as if a dog obviously has gives a sheep a heart attack from running into a fence there's a big difference even in that than a dog grasping onto a, uh, another animal and, and hitting it you know with you know causing 
skin ripping and, you know, bites and things like that. That's a very different scenario. And that dog, yeah, well, you know, depending on the circumstances and depending on the environment that that dog is living in, you so, know, um, it depends on, it's very, very individual. I don't know if I can say, I can comment on that specifically. Su- Susie, if but people are listening... dog around the rural environment that was worrying sheep of any, or if you have a dog in a rural environment that's keep, you know, it keeps obsessively looking at sheep and livestock, then that dog needs to be maybe rehomed to a city environment before something goes wrong. Susie, if people are listening and they have dogs that they feel a little bit concerned about, where can they contact you or what where, What are the next, next steps they can take? Oh, well, contact one, a very, we're not a regulated industry in this country. It's really, really, really frustrating for me. And so you need to find someone that's well qualified, qualified with credentials, uh, proper credentials now that maybe they've invested time and money into proper education because there's a lot of funny people are out there who just call themselves dog trainers and dog pavers and they're absolutely not. So reach out to somebody, always ask for someone's qualifications, be it me or somebody else, you know, and always get in touch with maybe someone that your vet recommends or a recommended person, you know, because doing the wrong training can also lead to much, much worse consequences. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much, Susie. That was Susie Walsh, behavioural dog behavioural therapist. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.